Welcome to the Thrive Podcast. We hope you find this message encouraging and challenging. Check out what we talked about this week. Really hot. And like guys who were like really funny and I was like jackpot. I'm not really hot and I'm not really smart, but if I put my mind to it, I could do anything. I could maybe be funny. And so I started to put my comedy material together and I came up with Nacho Libre quotes. If you don't know what that is, I'll give you a little taste. <clears throat> Chancho, need to borrow some sweets. Yeah, still not that funny. Okay, my second thing was dad puns. You guys know what dad puns are. Where's, where's, the, where's the corn farmer live? Around the corner. Ah! And then poop jokes. Because no matter where you are, there's always at least one kid in the crowd who laughs at a poop joke, right? I hear some, yeah. Oh, he is, he is really smiling. Poop jokes. Hey, and I actually found a girl that loved all three, and we just celebrated our third wedding anniversary. Where's Hope? Yeah. She's laughing because she doesn't. I outed her. She loves a good poop joke. Yeah. Watch, watch, watch. She's right over there. Poop. Oh, the, yeah, I got her. Yeah, that was my comedy repertoire. Nacho Libre quotes, dad puns, and poop jokes. And, but really, I did grow up with this teaching that I can do anything I put my mind to and that I shouldn't say I can't. And it really helped me in a lot of ways. It gave me confidence. Uh, it helped me to face new challenges. But in other ways, it kind of it was difficult because as I was walking through life with this idea that I can do anything, this idea that I should never say I can't, I continued to come up against situations in my life and challenges in my life that just seemed too hard. Like, it just seemed like I can't. Like, I don't have the ability. I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the courage. Like, I can't. And going through life over and over experiencing those, those things, I started to feel a little bit of pressure, right? Because my expectations, or rather the expectations of others, my parents, my teachers, my pastor, and important people in my life, the expectation were expectations were worlds apart from what my actual ability was. And so there was a divide. And we all have shortcomings, weaknesses, things that we just don't measure up to, expectations that we really can't live up to. And the words, I can't, or the reality of I can't, is something that we all face. But what if I told you that there was a different reality? What if I told you there was another way to live? Jesus shows us a couple of different ways to live. He shows us a way to live where we can do nothing, absolutely nothing, and he shows us a way that we can live life walking in power and purpose. And so if we pay close attention to the words of Jesus that we're about to read, we are going to be able to live a different kind of life, not a life where we can do nothing, but a life that we can walk in power and purpose. So listen closely to the words of Jesus in John chapter 15. If you have your Bibles, turn there with me. It's also on the screens. John chapter 15, verses 4 through 5. It says this, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you. Unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. 
for apart from me, you can do nothing. So without Jesus, we're basically like just a bunch of sticks, right? We can't really do anything. Jesus is giving us a picture of what it's like being connected to him and disconnected from him. How many of you guys have ever seen an apple tree before? Not everyone. How many of you guys have seen a blueberry bush? Yeah, let's just stick with apple tree. Hey, on apple trees, there's branches that shoot off those trees, right? And there's fruit that starts to grow on them. But if you just have a branch, a stick from an apple tree, and there's just leaves on it, is it going to be able to grow anything? No, it's not connected to the trunk. It has to be, what did you say? It's a legendary apple tree? You could use it as, yes, you could, you could use it as a weapon, but it's not going to grow any fruit. You can't do anything, Jesus says. Apart from him, we really can't do anything. We rely on him. We depend on him. We need him. But what does it mean to abide? He says, abide in me and I in you. This word abide speaks of dwelling. It speaks of, of living in. It speaks of remaining. It speaks of home, where you reside, where you live. Do you guys feel at home when you pray? Does it feel normal when you're praying? Because the, one of the main ways that we abide in Christ is through prayer. It's one of the main ways to be connected to him, through prayer. Have you guys ever really thought about the fact that where you live determines what you have access to? Some people have access to a pool. That would be awesome. Have you guys heard the Plymouth pool just closed down because of poop in the pool? I'm not making that up. Yeah, they called it some kind of bacteria, but we know what that means. Some kid dropped a deuce in the Plymouth Park pool. Hey, that's why you need access to a pool. You got to live in a place that has a pool. Some people have access to city water at their house, and some people have access to well water. Who has well water here? That tastes nasty, right? You probably have water softener, but it tastes nasty. Some people have access to the sewer system. Some people flush their turds into a tank underground in their yard. Anyone have a, anyone have a turd tank in their yard? It's called a septic tank. Anyone? No? Yeah! You do? Jacob, nice. Miles, nice. Yeah, people have access to different things. Now, we all have access to electricity. We have access to power in our homes. But there's places in the world that don't have access to electricity. They can't just plug in a refrigerator and keep their food cold. They can't turn on the TV. They can't just flip a switch and turn a light on. No video games. Just like, just like darkness and like plants and quiet and peace and yeah. Anyway, they don't have access to those things. Where you live, where you reside, where you dwell determines what you have access to. Determines it. Think about someone who's homeless. Someone who lives on the street. The difference between living in your home and living on the street is ginormous, right? I mean, they're worlds apart. It's like living in two different lives. Like, you, you can't just go down to the fridge and open it up and see what you have to eat. You can't go on the toilet and even have any privacy. You can't go to your bedroom and get on your bed and 
have a nice soft pillow, probably sleeping on the, the hard pavement, right? It's, it, it's, it's completely different. It's like two different worlds. It's like two different realities. Like, imagine right now if tomorrow morning you guys got up and you were homeless and you had to start sleeping on the street, you didn't have a shower, you didn't have a bathroom, and you didn't know where your next meal was going to come from. That's a different lifestyle. And just like it's a different lifestyle living in your home versus living on the street, it's a completely different lifestyle living a lifestyle of prayer versus living a lifestyle without prayer. Remember, this word abide speaks of home. It speaks of dwelling. It speaks of residing and remaining. The difference between having prayer as your home and not is just as drastic as being homeless or having a home. It's two different lives. A person who's homeless doesn't have shelter. They can't be protected from the storm. Two different lives. They don't have access. And when you live in prayer, when you live a lifestyle of prayer, when it's a habit, you have access to things that you wouldn't otherwise. And so tonight, tonight I'm going to tell you guys five things that you have access to through prayer. And there's a lot more, but we're only going to talk about five. When we access these things through prayer, I'm talking about prayer as a lifestyle, making prayer your home. Don't just be a visitor, visitor to prayer, live there. So the first thing prayer gives you access to, like in your home, prayer gives you access to the fridge. What's he talking about? I'm talking about when you are in your home and you get, go downstairs, you open up the fridge, you have some food, you're hungry, you eat it, and you're satisfied. The Bible says that God satisfies us like the richest of food. Have you guys ever thought about the difference between living satisfied and living hungry? What about spiritually satisfied? Living a life of prayer? Living a life in, 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 in prayer every day? You're going to be living a satisfied life. How many people in the world can say, I'm satisfied? Even if I, even if I died today, I'm satisfied with my life. I'm not talking about people who are like, I don't want to live because I don't like my life. I'm saying, I'm satisfied. I, I don't need anything else. My needs are provided for. I'm good. Living satisfied. Prayer gives you access to the fridge. Next time you guys open your fridge at home, Remember that God satisfies and remember to make prayer a lifestyle. Second thing that prayer gives you access to, and it's going to be a little weird, prayer gives you access to the bathroom. Gives you access to the bathroom. Talking about a shower. Talking about being clean. Prayer gives you access to being clean. We all sin. We all make mistakes. We all have issues in our lives that we're struggling with, that we don't want in our lives. The Bible says that God will wash away our sins. It says that though your sins are like scarlet, I will make you white as snow. And not only that, but we can be sanctified. Sanctified is a fancy word talking about being changed. It's talking about being made more like Christ. Being made more like him in his character, more like him in his love, more like him in the things that he does. Prayer gives you access to the bathroom. 
hot shower, cleanliness, sanctification, forgiveness of sins. Prayer gives you access. Another thing prayer gives you access to is prayer gives you access to the bed or the bedroom. When you guys go home tonight, you guys are going to be able to sleep on a soft, comfortable bed. Pretty sure everyone here has a pillow they can lay down on and be comfortable. And when you guys are sleeping in your bed and with a roof over your head, you guys have peace and rest and you're protected from the storms outside. No matter what is going on out there, you guys are safe. And living in a lifestyle of prayer does the same thing. No matter what is going on in life, no matter what storms you're facing, no matter what's happening in the world, you will be able to have peace and rest and security and you'll be safe. Prayer gives you access to the bed. This next one's a big one. Prayer gives you access to power. Prayer gives you access to power. Now, when you get home, you guys can flip on a switch and the light comes on. You guys can plug in your phone and it starts charging. You guys have electricity or power at your home. But when I'm talking about power through prayer is something much different. I've heard it said, much prayer, much power. Little prayer, little power. How many of you guys want to walk in life with power? I do. I want to walk through life being able to see miracles. I want to walk through life being able to see people be healed. I want to walk through life having the power to overcome anxiety, depression, eating disorders. I want to have the power to overcome pornography, addiction, overcome temptation. When we live a lifestyle of prayer, we have the power to overcome these things. We have the power to be able to see miracles. You know, I, I, share, the, I share this story a lot. I, I saw a couple miracles when I was in El Salvador, really amazing ones. I've seen some other things, but nothing like this. When we were at somebody's house, I can't remember what city we were in, but there was a man there who had never walked in his entire life. He was paralyzed. And we prayed for him and prayed for him and prayed for him. And eventually he was able to stand up and he was walked through his house. He was led through his house and he, he was wobbling, but he walked for the first time in his life. I've never seen anything like that ever again. That same day, that same city, I saw a lady who was hobbling on crutches give her crutches away after she went through a prayer line. And I have to wonder why is it that I'm not seeing these things in other places, at least that drastic, at least I haven't. I know it's possible. But there's something in that ministry called a prayer tower. That's what they call it. And there is 24-7 prayer there. There has been for decades. They pray over their ministry. They pray for miracles. They walk in prayer. They live a lifestyle of prayer, and they walk in that power. And I have to believe that that's the reason that that is where I've seen the most miracles in my life. I have to believe it's prayer. When Jesus spoke to a young boy in the, in the scriptures who was possessed by a demon and was having convulsions and was mute and had thrown him in the, throw the kid in the fire and the water to try to kill him, the disciples tried to cast out this demon and they couldn't. Eventually Jesus did and the disciples asked him later, why couldn't we cast the demon out? And Jesus said, this kind comes out only through prayer. If you want to have power, you have to live a lifestyle of prayer. 
Next time you guys plug in your phone, flip on a switch when you're at home, remember that there's power when you live in prayer. Last thing is God, or prayer gives you access to relationship. Relationship. When you guys live at home, one thing that you guys have is relationship. Most of you have a relationship with parents, maybe a mom or a dad. Maybe you guys have a relationship with a, a, a grandparent or aunt or whoever takes care of you in your home. You have a relationship with them. And when we have a lifestyle of prayer, when we live in prayer, we have deep relationship with God. We can know Him and speak to Him. I shared this earlier during pre-service prayer. The Bible says this in Psalms. The Psalm writes about God. He says, he says, Who is mankind that you are mindful of Him? Who is the Son of Man that you care for Him? God, the God of the universe, the one who created everything, the one who put the stars in the sky, the one who made the ocean and the trees, the one who is running the universe, he hears your prayers and he cares about you. Like, that's crazy, right? He, he cares, he thinks about me? Like, I'm not important. And yet he hears me and I have a relationship with him. Get to be with him, experience his love, his care, walk with him, have wisdom from him. A life of prayer is worlds apart from a life of without prayer. You have access to God through prayer. I want you guys, when you go home tonight, do something. First, thank God that you're not homeless. And then next time you open the fridge, next time you take a shower, next time you lay down on your bed, next time you guys turn on a light switch or plug in your phone, next time you guys sit around the dinner table with your family, I want you guys to remember these things, that prayer and a lifestyle of prayer, prayer gives you access to things that you wouldn't have otherwise. It's a completely different life than a life without prayer. I want you guys to remember and make it a daily habit. I wish I had more time to pray. I'm going to make more time to pray. Sometimes I think that if all I did during the week was pray, I would probably be doing a lot better job than I am. Prayer is power. Imagine what it would be like if we spent each day abiding in Christ, in prayer, connecting with Him. We would have more power over temptation. We would have power to overcome things that we don't currently have. We would be closer with God in relationships and be able to hear His voice more, feel His presence, experiencing true joy and peace that only comes from Him. Imagine how that could change your life. It starts with prayer. We hope you enjoyed this message. Tune in next week for another message from our weekly service or check us out at facebook.com slash thriveccc or instagram.com slash thriveccc.